It's time to talk fantasy football. Get your squad ready for this week's action with Frank and the Purple Rain Crew. Now, live from the Fantasy Wire Studios and home of the Casual Conversation Podcast, it's the Purple Rain Fantasy Show. What is up? Welcome to the Purple Rain Show Championship Fantasy Football Playoff Week 15. It is flying by. Damn, I can't believe it's already over. It's like week one was just yesterday. But welcome to the Purple Rain Show. Proud member of the Full-Time Fantasy Network. You're to listen to the home of the Casual Conversation Fantasy Football Podcast. We can kick it off this week. Hopefully you've advanced, made it to the next round. If not, and you are eliminated, it's cool. Don't get bent, bro. It's just a game. Getting a lot of hate, a lot of whining. Listen. Hey, ultimately, at the end of the day, you set your lineup with what you know at the time. And then real life happens. NFL parody, NFL injury, and you get yourself a week 14. (laughs) What a hell week. Holy shit. Before you get into that, you can follow me on Twitter at FantasyWireHQ. You can check the website thefantasyfootballwire.com starts and sits will be up there i'm hoping tomorrow or by thursday latest i always have that site typically updated by thursday night kickoff uh due to my full-time work schedule it's kind of hard to get out early and get that stuff in so sometimes i'm a little behind but never any later than kickoff on thursday night football so check that thefantasyfootballwire.com starts and sits will be up there i've got rankings on fantasy pros that i update Podcast links are up there. I do a weekly radio spot on WNST with my man Dennis Kalatsos. We got a link in there. You can catch a replay. They do that every Sunday from 8 to noon. It'll replay the Thursday's episode, and and we do a fantasy segment in there each week. Uh, Player comparison tools, all kinds of good stuff. Good site. I like uh, keeping that updated and as fresh as possible, so check that out. And then online, purplerainshow.com. It's all Baltimore Ravens specific content and twitter as well purple at purple rain show check them out but thanks for downloading this episode this week i appreciate it big time do me a favor and give me a a retweet or a share comment leave a review tell a friend if there's anything that you specifically want to hear on a podcast hit me up on twitter email anytime and, and i'll get it in there for sure but let's go back to week 14 it was pretty pretty crazy week in my opinion the uh the fantasy gods were not kind. Ooh, here we go. Key injuries to players in the lineups. Mike Evans hamstring, Devontae Parker concussion, Mark Andrews leg, Jerry Cook concussion, Darius Geis knee, DeAndre Hopkins hammy, Ryan Griffin ankle, Josh Jacobs turned out to be inactive, Calvin Ridley abstrain, Rashad Penny ACL, DJ Shark with a foot. Uh, who else do we have in there? Vance McDonald, concussion, Alshon Jeffrey foot, Marvin Jones. I think he was done today on IR. But my God, what a hell week. Those are some heavy hitters, big name guys that, I mean, I was counting on a few in fantasy leagues. I had um, Hopkins. I had Penny. I had Shark. I believe I had Ridley. I do about eight leagues. I made it in the playoffs in three 
man, just brutal, just brutal. So listen, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you had these guys or you got knocked out because of these guys, let me tell you, I com- completely hear you, man. I understand it sucks. Big time sucks. Lose out on the, uh, the fantasy league money, you know, the bragging rights, definitely a bummer. But listen, next year, get your shit together, hit it hard. Hopefully these guys stay healthy and this is a one-off year. I, I posted on Twitter a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week or Sunday. Um, last year's opening round and and also week 15, I believe. No, it was week 14. The, uh, the players didn't show up. That was like the theme. Uh, I remember I had like all the big name guys. They just didn't show up and the matchups were good. So their typical, you know, 20 some point or whatever their average was, they were they fell way below that week. And that cost a lot of people a playoff spot. A lot of people got eliminated that year, including myself. And I was pissed. I couldn't believe all those guys. I was most consistent guys. They just didn't show up. And then this year, now it's the big injuries. And it was just one after another after another. So that was a that was a brutal week 14. So if you are in and you have advanced, hats off to you, man. Congratulations. That's a, that's pretty righteous that you named got the lineup you had set and made it uh, probably a lot of close calls this week too I, I can guarantee it so fantasy playoff advice for week 15 jeez i don't know stay healthy right just stay healthy my god these guys need to stay healthy for the most part there should be some players we're going to talk about some players to drop but um for the most part they are who they are. Players are who they are. We know what we're going to get out of them. There's a lot of teams with some good matchups this week that I like to, I like a lot better this week than I did last week uh, that you can ride in. Just buyer beware on some of these guys. You know, if, if you're looking at them and it doesn't seem too good of a matchup or you're questioning anything, ultimately go with your gut. But if it's something that's, you know, you got a stud guy, you're going to lock and load him. You're going to take all your ones and twos, your guys that have got you this far and have been healthy. You're going to ride them by all means. But other than that, just look at the matchups, look at the real life, kind of how are things going to play out in real life kind of theme. Try to model that to see how your fantasy guys could do. Check their potential, see what their floors are. Play some you know high ceiling guys, of course, but don't reach on a guy. Don't look at that lineup and go, man, I'm hoping this guy this guy could pull me through this week or you're counting it all on one player because you know what happens when you do that. You get burned. So just try to get a nice, clean lineup with a lot of good ceiling players and a lot of safe floor players. Like maybe, you know, I'm talking like deeper leagues too because there's it's tough when you get down in, in a three-flex league or deep league with 14 teams. It's, it's hard to get some guys out there. So you got to roll your best matchups out there. Leagues like that, I like to go, sometimes I'll just go boom or bust, man. I want the highest ceiling guys out there and hope they go off. It depends on how I'm looking at, you know, I I go right up to game time. Sometimes I try to set my lineups early in the week, so I just don't overthink it. But then sometimes I'll look at the end of the week and go, man, I'm just going to roll, take a swing for the fences, man. If Depending on the league and how into it I am, if I don't care, if it's my opponent, depending on my opponent. So there's a lot of strategy. There's a lot of advice that you hear out there. But ultimately, it comes down to your team, your players, and your gut. Use your brain. Use your gut. Use some stats. Use the eye test. And just put out the best the best lineup you can get. At the end of the day, when the week is over, 
and you look at your bench and your bench guys didn't do shit, then you should feel good and say, hey, that those were the best guys and I lost fair and square, right? The, the ones that sting a little bit for me are, are those ones where I look at the bench and go, man, I had two players that if I would have played them, that would have been the difference in the win. Those are the ones that sting. But the ones where I look and they're like, you know, one, two points, pretty minimal effort, then I say, hey, I lost. There's nothing I could do. That was the best possible lineup. And I did. I feel good. At least I played the best possible lineup. So if that's any consolation, roll with that. But that would be my advice for week 15. We talked about the injuries a little bit. Let's see what else we got. A lot of updates today. I heard a lot of guys on IR and all that fun stuff. We talked about that. Uh, there's a few that aren't anything major, but just to keep an eye on. Patrick Mahomes had a hand injury. Nothing big. You know he's going to play. Lamar Jackson with a quad. He practiced today. Um, nothing crazy. Speaking of Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, I believe Ronnie Stanley may be out with concussion for Thursday night. So they'll kick James Hurst out to tackle, I would assume. And Mark Andrews, I I hope they sit him. They get him healthy for the playoffs and the postseason. You don't need to run him out there against the Jets team. So Hunter or Hayden Hurst, Hunter <laughs> Triple H, he can fill in and uh, he's fine. Nick Boyle and the tight end crew they got. Derrick Henry with a hamstring. Keep an eye on him. I'm sure he'll play, but fire up Deion Lewis if he is out. Alshon Jeffrey, foot injury, he's out. Uh, DJ Shark, we talked about him. Geis, Ridley, Penny. Thielen with the hamstring. He may come back, but ask yourself this. How much do you trust him? I don't think I can play him. I really don't. I really don't. He hasn't played in three, four weeks. He's going to come back, and then you're going to trust him and in a playoff, I don't, fantasy playoff game, I don't know. James Conner, shoulder. If he came back, I wouldn't be, I'd feel better about playing him. Still worry. I'm still a little worrisome on Conner. Juju, same thing, a knee injury. He could be He could be back. Jacobs with the shoulder. I'd roll with him. I'd be all right as long as he plays. Odell with a sports hernia. I've had two hernias. I've had the umbilical and the leg, the ing inguinal, inguinal, whatever the hell that word is. Um, They're brutal, man. They hurt. Sports hernia, a little bit in between. Either way, a hernia is a hernia, and I used to laugh and be like, ha, hernia, what the hell? <laughs> Until I had one. My God, I could do a podcast on that alone. Anybody going through one or think they have one, hit me up and I'll give you the rundown. Will Fuller, hamstring, he should be all right. Like I said, Mark Andrews, thigh bruise, they're going to likely keep him out. Tom Brady with an elbow. Ingram with a foot. With Eli playing and if ingram were to play i think he'd be all right I'd, I'd probably start him jordan howard shoulder doesn't look like he'll play Jameis winston hand he should be okay uh week 15 i don't think cook jared cook and Devonte parker are gonna be in the concussion protocol hopefully they can get out of that by sunday but keep an eye on those two names those are some big names they can get you wins daniel jones ankle we already know what's going on there stafford with the back i don't know why they haven't shut him down yet but they haven't so with that, we can get into some starts and sits. I'm just going to run down the, the game skids. I really like doing this. I've had some good feedback on it and uh, just to roll through. I say it every week. You know who you're starting with your RB ones and your wide receiver ones and your quarterback ones. The lists that I compile for this podcast and the research I do are pretty much for just some middle of the road guys, some deeper league players, 
players that I get a lot of conversation about on Twitter and messages and just players that you can be on the fence about or just to get a little more insight to some, some, are, some are bigger names, but most of them fall in that kind of middle of the road league average kind of a lot of people have these players and they're the ones you have questions on. So we'll talk Jets, Ravens, Le'Veon Bell forced to miss week 14, right? Then he's out bowling. So I assume he's okay and he's going to play. Hard to say, but if he's in, tough Ravens defensive front. So play him at your own risk. But if he's out, you'd have to fire up Bilal Powell because I'm going to say 15 to 20 touches for Powell. So, I mean, I'll throw to him out of the backfield too. Seahawks, Panthers, Ian Thomas for the Panthers. Five catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Ten targets in Atlanta in place of Greg Olson. You got to love that. I'm firing him up. Chris Carson for the Seahawks with with the Rashad Penny ACL deal. You, just, you assume it's going to be Carson in the backfield all, all to his self. And the Panthers allow the most fantasy points to running back. So you got to like that one. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon against the Patriots. That's a That's a tough game for him. I think he'll be okay, but the Pats have allowed two total touchdowns to running backs. So if you're going to play him, I think you'll be all right. But he is completely you know, hit or miss on this touchdown deal. I'd say the odds are pretty low, but you never know. The Patriots seem to be reeling after that Kansas City beatdown. Bucks and Lions, Justin Watson was your wide receiver for Tampa Bay, stepping up in place of injured Mike Evans. Five catches, 59 yards, and a TD. Eight targets. I, I'd expect him to be like a wide receiver three this week. And then O.J. Howard and Cameron Braid, they, you'd think they would benefit with Evans not being in the lineup. Howard, we all know the shit we talk about Howard, but he's he's played well in two games, at least 11 PPR points in both, but it's a trust factor for me. If you trust him, go ahead. If you're hesitant, hopefully you have a better option, maybe. And for the Lions, Bo Scarborough, rib injury. I don't know if I'm going to even do anything with Lions running backs. The, the Bucks defense, say what you want. They've allowed the second fewest fantasy points to running back. So no matter who you try out there for the Lions, I don't think they're going to have a good day against Tampa Bay's front. Packers and Bears. Mitch Trubisky, he's been the talk. 20 fantasy points in four of his past five, including 29 in the past two, right? He's on fire. But look at his damn opponents. Detroit twice. Giants once, come on. I I was kind of getting a little worried about Trubisky until I looked at the schedule and looked at what he had just done the past three weeks. And this week, the Packers' defense is starting to slide. I don't think they're going to slide that much. I'm going to say 15 points from Trubisky, 18. Anthony Miller, I think he can still do some damage against the Packers. We've been talking about him for the past few weeks. He scored at least 10-plus fantasy points four games in a row. I think he can keep it up. The Packers are going to, you know, they'll focus on Allen Robinson. You know, they got to contain Montgomery. But Miller underneath and across the middle, he can get loose. I like him this week. Broncos and the Chiefs. Drew Locke set the world on fire. The Chiefs, on the other hand, have held their past three quarterbacks, Rivers, Carr, 
and Tom Brady to 14 fantasy points or less. Three games in a row. I told you that that KC defense is stepping up. They're looking better and better each week, but I'm not ready to trust Drew Locke just yet. I like him. What he did was uh, pretty impressive in Houston, but this week I'm not I'm not so sure. Darwin Thompson, I think he's going to be your number two guy if Damian Williams is out, but I think he's more of a flex play. I think he's still going to go behind LaShawn McCoy. And then Noah Fant, he was incredible in week 14, so he lands four catches, 113, and a touchdown on four targets. Love it, but he's got the hip injury and a foot. So you got to keep an eye on his status, see how he turns out. Philip Lindsay, Chiefs are allowing the third most fantasy points to opposing back. So I still think it's partially Lindsay and Freeman, but I do feel good about him at least with a stat like that. And, you know, the, the run game is key. If you're going to beat the Chiefs, you got to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. You'd have to think Philip Lindsay is going to be a, a focal point of the offense there. Dolphins and Giants, the return of Eli Manning. How many times on ESPN did you have to hear the book of Eli? <laughs> yes, exactly. My God. But Miami is allowing an average of 24.6 fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Four in a row have scored at least 20 on Giant on the Giants. Manning just scored 20 on the Eagles. So you got to you take them there if you need them, if you're in a pinch, if you're in a deep league. Patrick Laird for the Dolphins, 15 carries, 48 yards, four catches, 38 yards on five targets. He scored at least 10-plus fantasy points in three of his past four games. So my opinion, he's a flex play again. He's depending dependent on what he gets out of the backfield, PPR especially. But you got to like him. Deep flex, I'd, I'd play him there. Alan Hearns, I think he steps up in place of Devontae Parker. 10-plus uh, fantasy points in two of his past three he had five catches, 68 yards on eight targets. So the targets are there for him. Without Parker, they're going to go somewhere. So I like him. Darius Slayton for the Giants. I think he's Eli's go-to. Target share of 27.3% over the last four games. So he is uh, he's leading the charge. I do like him this week. Texans and Titans AFC South battle. Who would have thought the Texans would play themselves out of a playoff game? Potentially. Maybe. And the Titans are going to move up and get in? Whoa, bro. Ryan Tannehill, top five QB this week. 22 fantasy points in six of seven starts. His low over that span is 17. Take Tannehill. A.J. Brown, boomer bust. I always say it. He is a complete boomer bust receiver. I like the matchup that he's got this week. Seven starts with Tannehill. He's got at least 12 fantasy points in four of them and two games with seven or less. you got to get him in the end zone. He can get in the end zone this week. Deion Lewis, I talked about uh, Derrick Henry's injury status earlier. So if he is out, I do like Deion Lewis here. I think he could be in line for a big day if uh, if if he gets the opportunity, but you got to pay attention to that injury report. Eagles and Redskins, the AFC hot garbage pretty much pretty much boston scott though watching him play last night he looks to me like young darren sproles man kicking out he looked good uh but anyway 10 carries 59 yards and a td six catches for 69 six targets he 
he looked good. I think he's going to be what that Eagles def- or offense needs um, with the wide receiver core banged up, you know. So Miles Sanders is still your guy, but Scott is your number two, and I believe he would be a flex play this week. Adrian Peterson with Geis out. You're going to count on, what, 12 to 18 touches for Peterson. Cross your fingers. Hopefully he can get in the end zone. I think he can. We'll see how that plays out. Browns and cards. Talked about Odell Beckham, Kyler Murray. I think it gets a little easier for him this week. I think he can bounce back. Jarvis Landry, obviously, you're going to fire him up all the time. I do like Christian Kirk this week as well. Jaguars and the Raiders. DeAndre Washington is your guy playing in place of Josh Jacobs. Keep an eye on the injury reports for Jacobs, but you fire up DeAndre Washington, absolutely. Since week nine, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, Marlon Mack, Derrick Henry, Peyton Barber, Eckler, Gordon have all scored at least 15 on Jacksonville. So you got to fire them up. This past Sunday, Washington had 14 carries for 53 and a TD, six catches, 43 I like the matchup. I like Washington. I'm plugging him in. D.D. Westbrook on the other side. We were talking about uh, Miller for the past weeks. He scored at least 10-plus fantasy points in four games in a row. So fire up D.D. Vikings and Chargers. Chargers are hot. They finally got a nice statement win this past week. So Vikings front, a little hard to run on. Obviously, if you've got Eckler Gordon, you got to play him. Vikings, Kirk Cousins, he's been looking decent. Adam Thielen, I told you I don't trust him. You're going to take Diggs, Rudolph, maybe Johnson. They're going to have to move the ball around, Cook out of the backfield. Rams, Cowboys, Tyler Higby. Now, Dallas hasn't allowed a tight end to score since week 10. I saw that stat, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. That's pretty crazy. But I'm counting on Higby this week. He's He's involved in that Rams offense. Without Everett, he's stepping up. 14 catches, 223, and a touchdown on 19 targets over two weeks. So I like those numbers. I like those targets. I like his involvement. So it seems to be Gordon Cup, Higby Woods. You know, those are your heavy hitters for that offense. The ball's going to go anywhere between those targets. So I am definitely going to fire up Higby. Randall Cobb underneath. I think he's got some potential deep league. Maybe you play him in a flex play. Gallup, of course. Cooper, Zeke, Dak, I'm not too sure on. Falcons and Niners, Justin Gage. I think he's a he's worth a look if you're in a deep league without Calvin Ridley being in there, you know. 12 fantasy points in three of his past six. So take your chances there. Raheem Mostert, Niners backfield. Niners backfield, Colts backfield. Who else? Oh, my God. Just all these running back by committee fields. <laughs> Every time anybody asks me about one of them, that's my reaction. Uh, but Mostert, I think uh, it's got to be him again, right? I mean, he's got to be the lead back unless they want Coleman in there to get a little revenge game kind of juice going. I, I'd roll with Mostert if I had to pick one. Bills and Steelers. The Steelers are going to get a tough test. You want So you want to be in the AFC playoffs, huh? I don't think they've really beaten that many good teams either. If you look at how they've come back, three games, whatever, it hasn't really been stellar opponents, but they're in the mix. This is a big game. It's Sunday night. Cole Beasley, I don't think he's got an easy matchup this week, but he scored at least 19 fantasy points three weeks in a row. He's been better than John Brown. So you gotta you got to like Beasley in this matchup no matter what. John Brown, 
It's a boomer bust play, I think. The Steelers and Ravens play very similar ball, and I think the Steelers are going to model what the Ravens do against the Bills this, this Sunday night, and they could have success taking John Brown out of the game plan. Now, Brown had opportunities. You know, there was one that could have been a, could have been six. Um, he could have had a few deep bombs, actually, but they, they contained him. So pressure up front is key, and I think Steelers can generate that same kind of pressure with Fitzpatrick in the backfield for the Steelers at safety. He's been the difference maker there. So I don't think that uh, deep ball is going to be open for Allen. Colts and Saints, Monday night action. Saints are going to rebound. Zach Pascal, he's had a combined 37 fantasy points against the Titans and Bucks. 19 targets over that span, 12 catches, 183 touchdown. I think he's going to stay hot. The Saints are reeling a little bit defensively, and they, I believe they lost another defensive uh, linebacker or, or an end. It was their draft pick. I cannot think of his name for some reason. But he's out. They're reeling a little bit. San Francisco lit him up. Maybe they put a little something on tape. Colts could follow. Brissette, much more mobile than Garoppa Papa Papa Low. So I, I would figure he's going to make some big plays down the field. I, I like Pascal. Johnson has been stepping up in place of Hilton. No Ebron. I like Doyle in the end zone. So that's that's what I got for this week's slate. We were talking about some players to fire. We didn't fire any players last week. But then again, we didn't have the frustration of everything that went down <laughs> for this past week. So thinking of some players that we could fire, let's uh, see what we've got here. Screw you! You're fired! You're fired! Whoa! You're fired! You're fired! Who do you want to fire? Who is pissing you off on your team? Who needs to sh produce? Who needs to shut up? Put up or shut up? Well, it's shutting up time this, this week. This is going to be the cut list. For week 15, and man, I'm telling you, there's a lot of guys, but Balage. Let's let's start with some running backs. We'll we'll go running backs first here. Balage, Chase Edmonds, Frank Gore, Jonathan Williams, Colts. Yeah, I think it's time. Get get him out of he here. Gone. Tariq Cohen for the Bears. He gone. Jalen Samuels. I guess Benny Hill stole the show, but Benny Hill sucks too, so both of them. He gone. Geis, we already talked about him. He's out. Amendola for the for the Lions. He gone. Nah. Brandon Cooks, huge disappointment. Wow, what a disappointment. Philip Dorsett for the Pats. Josh Gordon, Seahawks. He gone. Mohamed Sanu, Patriots. I, th I was one that I really thought he would come around and do something good in New England, but Falcons must have seen something. He gone. We cut Marquez Valdez-Scantlin last week, or the other week. Tyrell Williams for the Raiders. You want to get rid of him yet? Uh, I don't know. He gone. Too late. Tight ends. Ebron, he's done, so you're not going to play him. Jimmy Graham. Are we over Jimmy Graham? I am. I have to be, but Jimmy Graham, I think it's bye-bye. He gone. Jason Witten. Cameron Brait. He gone. Yeah, they're gone. See you later. Quarterbacks, I you know, Driscoll obviously ain't playing. Daniel Jones, he ain't playing. But... Derek Carr, Baker, Higgon, 
if they have a good matchup and you're desperate, I guess, right? You, you do what you got to do when you get in some of those deep leagues, man. A few of them leagues that I'm in, they are tough because there is nobody out there to get. So if you got to play them and you have them, by all means, I'm not saying you have to get rid of them. If you got to play them, you got to play them. But those are the guys I would be cutting and some of which I already did. I did the mass purge this morning here on the on the fantasy roster. So with that said, let's get into some real life Hickums. Matchups this week, just like last week, a lot of good ones. This is a good, good NFL season, I think overall in real life. I'm not talking fantasy here. In real life, everything is coming down to the end. I mean, playoff spots are pretty much locked up, but there's some good battles going on because these teams are going to see each other again. And the way the season's played out, a lot of teams are going to have to beat those teams twice. The Ravens, especially, my God, any anywhere they want to go postseason AFC, they're going to have to beat a team for the second time. And I'll tell you what, if they do make it all the way and win a Super Bowl, that's a good team because it's hard to beat teams twice in this league. And to do it once when they're already as good as they are during the regular season and again postseason when they've got the tape on you, they know your tendencies, they have broken you down twice, that's impressive. So any of these teams, Niner, you name it, Niners, any of them, they're they're really good. So let's kick it off with Thursday night, Ravens and the Jets. The Ravens are favored by 14 and a half. This smells like a stinker to me because we talked about Ronnie Stanley could possibly be out. Hurst kicks over to left tackle. Uh, Makari is playing center in place of Skurup, and the holes have not been there in the middle of that line for the running back. So I don't think they lose. I'm not saying they're going to lose. I'm picking them straight up. But against the spread at 14 and a half, I think this game is a little bit closer than that. So I'm going to go the other way, and I don't care about the heat I'm going to hear. I'm still going to pick the Ravens to win, but I'm taking the Jets to cover. Broncos and Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by 10 and a half. Denver's been playing. So, okay, they beat the Texans, and the Texans are really on the decline. They're they're just laying an egg each week, it seems like. They hung in there, but they lost that big lead in Minnesota. They're up 20, and then Vikings came back and beat them. So can they hang with KC, Drew Locke? Whew, 10 and a half. I'll give it to them. Chiefs have been, they're red hot. Their defense is tuning people up. Eagles, Redskins, the NFC East, the dumpster fire that is. I don't know if you guys saw that meme I had on Twitter with the uh, four big garbage cans in the suburbs. Each one has the logo. 
FCs. Eagles, skins. Skins are plus four and a half. I'll go Philly. Skins are bad. They're going to sack the living shit out of Haskins if he plays. Tampa Bay and Detroit. Detroit is plus three and a half. I'll go Tampa Bay there. Patriots and Bengals. Bengals are plus nine and a half. I'll go New England there. They've got the tape on them. <laughs> Seahawks, Panthers. Panthers are plus six and a half. Russell Wilson, he got shut down a little bit against the Rams. I think he bounces back this week. That run game should, whew, Carson should have a big game against the Panthers. I'm going to take Seattle. And real quick, these are games, I'm picking these games for the first time. This is my uh, family pick em league. I had 10 wins last week, and uh, I do this weekly on the podcast for the first time. I, I typically don't even know what the spreads are until I'm looking at them here for the first time, but just for something fun to do, see how I can how I do against the spreads and pick them league. Bills and Steelers. I, God, I hate the Steelers personally. I just don't like that team at all. It's, it's the Ravens rivalry. Of course I'm not going to like them, but I, I, I mean – I'm excited for this game. This is a good this is going to be a really good game. I'm I'm looking forward to this game. Bills and Steelers. Steelers are favored by two and a half. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bills. I should go Bills here. Yeah, the Bills, if they get this win, they lock up their playoff spot. So who's gonna want it more? It's gotta be, man, after that loss against the Ravens, it's gotta be the Bills, right? Steelers could be looking ahead to their showdown to, for with the Ravens too. So we'll see how that plays out. But I'm going to go Buffalo there. Dolphins and Giants. Giants are favored by three and a half. Eli versus Fitzpatrick. God, Giants just, I would pick the Giants, but the way they collapsed second half against the Eagles, I got to go Miami, but Miami doesn't have any weapons. Ah! I'm going Miami. Screw it. Texans, Titans. Titans are favored three and a half. <laughs> this is a division rivalry, so these teams know each other pretty good. I'm going to say Houston here. They just can't do this for another week, in a, you know, third week in a row or something, right? Bears and Packers. Packers are favored by four and a half. And let me tell I love the Packers. They're my other, you know, favorite team. I got an AFC favorite, Ravens. That's my home, my city. Baltimore Packers are my NFC favorite. I live in Wisconsin. I like the Packers, but the Packers are a fraud. They're going to be one and done in the playoffs. And you heard it here first. I don't care what anybody says. This team is not good. They play down to their opponent. Aaron Rodgers is playing home run ball. Receivers can't get open. They can't finish their routes. They can't win their routes early. Bears typically play them tough. Trubisky is a little fraudulent, I think, coming into this week. He's had some bad opponents, but he's still been been hot. He's been running a lot more. He's, if nobody's open, he just tucks it and runs. That gives the Packers fits. Before, I think this is more of a maybe Packers win by three kind of game to me. So I'm going to go Bears. Jags and Raiders. Raiders are favored by six and a half. I'm going to go Raiders there. Jacksonville's been bad. They're reeling too. Browns and cards. Cards are plus two and a half. In Arizona, I'm going Arizona. Rams and Cowboys. Maybe Jerry Jones starts firing people in this game. If they lose this one. Dallas is plus a hook. I'm going to go Rams. You got to take the Rams if it's that low. 
Falcons and Niners. Niners are favored by 10 and a half. I'll take that. Vikings and Chargers. Chargers are plus two and a half. I'll take the Vikings, even though that's in LA. Colts and Saints. This is another. I'm pretty excited for this game too. This could be a little under the radar kind of game, especially in New Orleans. Favored Saints are favored nine and a half. I'll take the Saints, and you can lock it up. Yo, saddle up, lock and load. Let's. Do it. Well, that'll wrap up week 15. So thank you very much for listening, supporting the show. Be sure to give us a share on Twitter. Leave a review, comment, subscribe. Hit me up direct on Twitter at FantasyWireHQ if you want to hear anything, if you want me to break your team down, anything. Let me know, and uh, we'll talk fantasy, profile your squad. It's a casual conversation podcast, so I'm game for anything, whatever you want to do. Good luck to everyone this week. I hope you all advance in the playoffs. If you don't and you got a player that went the other way, hashtag it because fantasy so we can get a good laugh. I typically do that throughout the day on Sunday as I see them. Uh, But listen, I appreciate you guys listening all season long. I'll see you back here next week. I'm going to have a nice kind of end of uh, season championship episode in the works. I'll have a guest, so check it out. Follow me on Twitter again at FantasyWireHQ online, thefantasyfootballwire.com. Yeah, all right, this press conference is over. Go away. No, it's over, Phil. It's over. That wraps up today's episode. For even more fantasy football content, find Frank on Twitter at FantasyWireHQ and online at thefantasyfootballwire.com. Be sure to tune in next week, and thanks for listening.